There we go. We're live into the Leverage community. We've got some people watching on the webinar side of this. And we've got our guest, Robert Garcia, out of the Maryland, Virginia, D.C. area. You cover everything there, man. Right. Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Correct. That's the official name of it. Thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when somebody from California joins, right? That's okay, man. Thank uh, you for having me over. Thanks, man. Well, look, this originally started because you posted that you were hiring your fifth virtual assistant or that you had just hired them, right? Right, right. So I don't want to start on number five. I want to start on number one. So tell me, tell me about that journey first. Like why, why a virtual assistant and what did you use that one for first? Good question. Thank you um, very much for it. Uh, for those that probably never heard of me, Robert Garcia here. I'm part of the Eric Stewart group of Long and Foster. Long and Foster is one of the uh, biggest, is still a small, you know, companies singly owned. Although we are part of uh, Berkshire Hathaway now, uh, here in the Washington D.C. metro area. But yeah, so been doing real estate for about 17 years our team sells about you know 160 170 transactions is over 100 million in volume based on the price point here and it's a lot of steps that, that, that take place in starting from the point of prospecting putting the word out there that we can help them all the way to the date of settlement so let me let me break it down this way Sure. We have the options to do it in person, mm -hmm. uh, assistant or virtual. And we have tried that in person assistant, like posting on LinkedIn, putting all the information over there, getting bombarded with resumes, like 200 resumes. And out of that, only two or three will make it to a phone call appointment or, or, or Zoom appointment. So then we came across your and we have heard of virtual assistant from other sources. And we came across your, your the platform, your company. Yeah, we gave him the call and he started the process. And I said, this is what I'm looking for. This is the need that I have right now. Can you guys just sort through everybody that you have in your area to find me potential? So that was the first savings right there in time where you guys probably send posted something on your portal. And then you came back with like, you know, probably four or five people. They have been previously trained, maybe yeah. worked with other yeah. teams, came to us had the interviews, had the disc assessment all in front of me. And I'm a firm believer of disc assessment. I mean, you can make it or break it with disc. Agreed. So we we came with the whole thing. We look at their profile. For those that don't know what disc is, can you break that down really quick? Sure. So the disc assessment, it's a way that you can actually understand the personality of the person that you are interviewing and you have the disc assessment it breaks it down and those that are like a drivers those are there are very um in, intense in terms of um the emotions and then you have those that are more perfectionist more of supportive people so when you're hiring for a role if you hire somebody that is a d on the driver side that's more of a salesperson versus the C that you need that is more like a cautious, more perfectionist, more admin. So if you don't understand the disc to begin with, you're gonna hire the wrong person. And believe me, I'm on the first one. I have to go through the mistakes because I did hire, oh, this person seems nice. Oh, they speak really well. I think that's the right person for the job. I ended up being not the right person, ended up being a big nightmare. So then I learned the quick, 
to high, uh, slow to hire, quick to fire type of thing, right? So once we received the the virtual assistants that we're interested in, we looked them up. I said, I like these two, three. We did the interview. And I then I grabbed the one said, okay, I like this person. I want this person to start, you know, tomorrow. So that the first person came in. Now it's like, okay, so this is somebody that is thousands of miles away from where I am. And I don't have the freedom to just go next to it. Hey, knock on their cubicle, the door. Hey, I need help. Can you come over and can you look at me? So I have to develop a structure for this person. And this is very important when you hire somebody that is virtual. Think about like a conveyor belt. This is somebody that is going to take care of a portion of the process, not the entire process. This is just like a, a portion of it. So I developed a system for this. This was my first part-time virtual assistant that will help me with all admin tasks from, okay. you know, checking the leads, uh, making sure that all the systems are updated, make sure that information is accurate, make sure the settlement, settlement dates are all accurate and so on. So then, and then what I did is, so first mistake was I did the training, mm. didn't do a video recording of the training for <laughs> the person to go back and watch the training, right? So she will G chat me because we use Google and said, hey, how do I do this? I said, well, we already went through this. I said, yeah, but I don't, I kind of forgot. It's like, oh gosh. So I said, wait a minute, I have to develop a system. So I created a spreadsheet with day one, day two, day three, day four. And then I created the video. So on day one, we're going to talk about this, day two, this. And then I did Zoom recordings of each of these things with the other person seeing screen sharing my screen, doing these things. And then I said, okay, now you're following two, three weeks of onboarding. I want you to go and watch those videos and come up with questions that you may have of things that maybe were not clear that I need to go deeper. Once we did that, then this person actually got a handle of, okay, this is what we need to be doing. So I recorded all this, put it in Google. I said, chances are that this person may not work for me. I already have the recording of the things they need to be doing for the next person in case this one doesn't work out. Year to date, that person that I hired like 43 years ago is still with us. So what's the best hire we ever done? And, and she's a full time and it's helping us and we're growing because of this person. So once I learned that and I saw that I can I can develop a system that I can, it's a repetitive system, just next person goes through the onboarding process through my systems. And whether it is an admin person or it is an ISA, you know, I, I needed to create the systems. So that's what I did. And once the first person worked out well, and I saw the savings and operational cost of having somebody in house next to me where I have to pay taxes, unemployment, FICA, health insurance, and so on. I said, wait a minute, this whole thing of going virtual is not bad at all. Maybe I need to hire another one. And that's when I went, I said, I reached out to my rep and I said, hey, I may have a need for another person. Who do you have for this position? And in two or three days, you know, boom, 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 boom. Here are the information of the five, the top five people that you should be looking into it. And we look into that and that's where like I said, okay, I can create a whole workforce of people that are in, in the other side of the world that will allow me to grow. And the good thing is they're in a different time zone. So they can actually have two shifts. I can have somebody during the Eastern East time hours here in Washington, DC. And then I can have somebody doing data entry uh, after you know working hours here in the area. So the next day, the next person that comes in, it has all the stuff already figured out. That's when the light bulb went on and said, okay, I'm onto something here. I got to keep working on it. All right. So 
you have now systems and procedures. I love that, right? You went over them a little bit, which is great. You created them mostly when you hired the first one and then you kept growing after that, right? Correct. Right. You're, you mainly did this. You're like, whoa, this is working. I have a decrease in operational costs, right? So that's, that's definitely a big one for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's, that's really important. Uh, the availability and flexibility, which you just talked about, like some exactly. are available in the night, some are in the day. It doesn't even matter. They're available, right? Correct. And then uh, let's talk about the positions that you've hired for. So the first one seemed to be kind of just to handle the things that, that you needed off of your table, right? Correct. Going. So tell me. What did you hire next? And did that first person, did they evolve into like a, an executive admin or something different or did they stay the same or shift? So the first person didn't evolve because we hired for something very specific that it is like a housekeeping, like maintenance type of you know position. Like just help us make sure that we don't miss any of the details uh, and we'll stay now, I will say, the growth they've seen in income. Yes, there was a growth for the this person in income because we agreed to give them a pay raise after every year when they do the review. And that's something that you guys actually like very proactive of your company or that they reach out to us and say, hey, it's time to do a review for this person. You have some time to chat about, you know, so and so. And then we go talk about it, and then that's when we'll give them the, the increase in bonuses and so on. But then once I had that, I said, okay, so I have this person. So a lot of these admin things off of my plate. And not only that, this person allowed me to build systems that were very important to handle 150, 160 transactions every year. So I said, now I have that part figured out. But now I was dropping the ball with the leads. A lot of leads were coming in. They were coming through the system and then was taking probably like from like two, three hours for the agents to respond all the way until like the next day. And speed to lead was didn't exist in my in my operations. And I said, okay. So then I I you know been hearing about ISAs, you know, people like you, they hire these people to make phone calls on your behalf, to respond to inbound, outbound, you know, depending on the request. So I said, well, maybe I need to look into this or place a request for an ISA. They sent me the, the person. Uh, again, same thing, go through the, now I have to develop a system for this person. What happens when the call comes in? How I have to have a script? Is this a buyer? Is this a seller? Is this somebody looking for a home evaluation through our website? This is a Zillow lead. So I have to create, have to think in different ways, have to create a drip campaign for this person that a lead will be putting in automatically. And then this person now has to have a schedule to follow up. So the first ISA was not as successful. It was more of her personality and personal issues. So I said, it's not working. So I, I called my rep and said, this is not working. So she said, well, let's try somebody else, somebody different. And I said, okay, bring me somebody. And again, same process, pretty quick interviews, disc and comes in. And then I found a rock star. I said, okay, this person is good. So already had the system created, the training created okay. and put it in place. This person comes in and then my lead conversion is starting to increase. And the beautiful thing is my agents could be showing houses or enlisting appointments, but the leads that were coming in were getting answers right away. They're either calling about a house they wanted to see or they were thinking about selling or downloading some material from our website. So they came, we touched them and I said, okay. So 
at the end of the day, I will get a report. Okay, here's how many leads we received from these sources. This is what happened with this lead. This is what we did. They're in the database. There's some drip. And believe it or not, these reports come every day. Now I said, okay, so I, I like the email. Let's take it another step forward and create a, a spreadsheet where I can have all this information so that I can look at the return on investment on this particular ISA, right? So how many phone calls are you making? How many emails are you sending? How many text messages? How many connections are you making? How many of those are actually you making and convert into appointments so then I see the whole ROI with the ISA. Now the problem will be in conversion with the agents, which will be a whole separate issue if that was not happening. So once I got that system figured out, I said, okay, love it. So every day they filled out this spreadsheet with everything, all that activities. And then that's linked to an email that I had received with kind of like a brief summary of everything they've done. So this is from the ISA and this is from the admin assistant. I said, okay, this is really working because if I were to hire somebody here right now in my area, they will struggle to produce a report like this way. But you know, some then something came to me and said, how do I know these people are actually working and doing what they're supposed to be doing? How do I know that they're not just watching Netflix all the time while we're paying? So I reached out to you guys again and said, hey, you know, is there a way for me to know exactly what we're doing? And then you guys like very like genius, just work your magic. There is a software on the back end that actually takes pictures of the screens uh, of the ISA or virtual assistant or what they're doing. I think it's every four or five minutes, there's like screenshots are being taken and they just being saved up into this backend portal that you guys created. And I said, okay, so no brainer. These people are working so hard. I'm seeing the conversion increase. I have removed a lot of the personal and task that I had on my plate that didn't allow me to grow. So the 80, 20 Pareto's low type of thing. So I said, okay, now I'm onto something here. I need to hire another person. So my third hire was another ISA. In this case, my first ISA, it was she was drowning on, on leads. Like I cannot handle this anymore. So, so uh, are they online leads? What are, what are these leads? Where are all these kinds leads of leads, from? all kinds of leads. Online from like Zillow, um, realtor.com, um, website conversion, downloading materials um, from their site, this uh, farm area, people calling through the 1-800 number, uh, webinars that we do, people just that we follow up of the webinar, circle prospecting through Vulcan 7. I mean, you name it, the whole thing. Nice. So my first ISA says, Robert, I love working for you guys, but this is too much. And this person works Monday through Saturday. Okay, so this, I have, I have all these, Wow. I have all these six days of coverage. Um, I said, okay, um, so I need to hire somebody. So I went and hired somebody, was another ISA. And then at that point I said, I need to divide this department. I need to have one ISA that concentrates and works with sellers. And it's like the first response. And I saw her conversion was good. And then I need to have somebody else that I can give her the buyers to. And some of the other things like circle prospecting around our listings, cold calling, Facebooks, and so on. So we did that. I divided the department and then boom, the numbers, the nurturing numbers start to grow. People that are not ready to transact, but they're willing to be in touch with us and work with us. It started to work. And then, you know, as a result, my pipeline just keeps growing and growing and growing. They just put into, uh, we use Brevity actually for a lot of the stuff that we do for sellers and buyers. We just put them over there and then we just let the system work. And when they're ready, they reply back to us. We follow up with them and so on. So now it's like 
it's working. So then we hire the fourth person. It's more of a admin on the video side. So we're producing a lot of videos, um, like for the properties that we put on the market. So through like Animoto and some other software. So this other person is doing like this. So we created a whole system where an agent will place an order and then the whole video gets produced and then posted on social media. So we have somebody admin, two ISAs and video uh, that's kind of where we are. And then the other person, the fifth person we we um gonna hire that recently got into it, it's um gonna help us to develop their our past client uh referral business. So one thing the realtors are well known for is once you do the transaction, you kind of forget about your clients, right? And you occasionally do your your fall pie event, you send them the calendar, the magnet here and there. We're gonna take, we're gonna d- develop a whole new system to stay in touch with our clients. So it, it's more than 30 touches a year. Uh, but I, again, leverage, right? I need to have somebody that allows me to do that. So with, with that in mind, so I, I'm gonna have probably five people all, all, all together, and it's probably gonna cost me under sixty thousand dollars for these are all full time people. For they're gonna be five? for all five. Wow, and they're highly talented and trained. Oh my god! I mean, they're my training has been cut in half by using your systems because they already come with, like for example, once I started doing circle prospecting, I went and asked my second ISA. Hey, have you used Vulcan 7 before? Oh my gosh, Robert, I, that's kind of what's my, my bread and butter every day. So I had somebody already knows the system. All I have to do is train on the scripts that I want and how I want to leads to be handled. So there's there's a lot of savings into having um, people that have been trained on a lot of different CRMs that we have. She was also trained on another CRM. We use HubSpot for our main CRM um, wow. for the sales. Yeah, so she was already trained in HubSpot for me. So Again, it cuts in the amount of training. So when I said like the in-person versus the virtual, and that's a, a big savings. Otherwise, I have to bring somebody to go through all the modules of my CRM to train. And, you know, you lose two or three weeks of training time when you're in the middle of a spring market, when things are just burning pretty quick, right? You got to just take care of them. So that's where I see. And, and honestly, we just think we're going to keep adding more people. I think we probably... I see the team probably, if it's not by the end of this year, uh, early next year, to probably with 10 virtual assistants, combination of ISAs, admin, maybe more people on video side. But I see probably myself with about, you know, 10 virtual assistants uh, early spring 2022. All right. That's that's a lot. All right. So let's talk about that. What's next? Who are you going to hire? What position are you going to hire for next? So I think the next position is going to be a dedicated listing manager for one of my top agents. Um, so when these top agents are really selling a lot, I need to allow him to sell more. So, but I have to cut for him the amount of uh, data entry and stuff that they're doing. So probably it's going to be more like a, a dedicated listing manager department that I need to create where all listings are going to come to these people. They're going to do the most of the data entry. And then the realtor is going to have to come and just look at the final steps and just press send and submit into the system. And the, property will be published but all these can happen well my agents can probably be sleeping here it happens at a different time zones and first thing in the morning they come they get a, a reminder in their crm to say okay here's everything you just check the property and get it on so that's probably going to be 
my uh next my next hire uh honestly like i probably need two people based on the um we do about 95 to 100 listings a year so we're heavy on listings not on buy so i'm gonna have to probably have two listing managers coordinators on that and probably right now we use a, a local offside closing coordinator but i think i want to have i don't have a lot of control over that because i work on their system they don't work on my system so the next thing will be to train hire and train for a closing coordinator um that can help us get the transactions all the way so again that's what i'm saying i see these whole operations of probably having 10 people i mean working for us and my gut feeling is it's going to be probably no more than hundred and twenty thousand dollars for have 10 people working for us uh a year so that will cut a lot of my operational cost uh my overhead and so which allow me to probably invest in other things that are more productive for for business for the the agents the staff and so on all right i like that so then tell me when when you're hiring these people who's in charge of all of them who's managing them is it somebody that's in-house or is it somebody that it's somebody in-house right so they're broken in different departments so we have operations we have sales and we have marketing and each department has kind of like a boss in charge of it. So these person reports to these bosses and then they report to me on a daily basis so that I can track the, the ROI on everything. So they do have like an immediate supervisor. It's not necessarily me in some of these cases, they do have somebody else that they report um, on a daily basis, work on projects. And then I get the whole thing towards, at the end of the week, I get just like a master report of everything that has, that as they have done. And I also see, you know, what the cost is on, on paying these um, virtual assistants. All right. So in-house staff, how many do you have in-house? Right now in-house staff, we have one, three, we have five people in-house staff. We, we used to five be about five and five. Mm -hmm. Nice. We used to be like almost nine people in-house before uh, prior to COVID, we're like nine people in house. We things did change, and then some people didn't work out. Have to let them go, and that's when I went virtual. Um, and I, I think probably I just may hire one more person in house, and and that's about it. I don't think I'm, I I don't need to have a much bigger team than that because the virtual people do a lot of the stuff that we need. Good man, I actually have a very similar you know balance. I have in house, and then I have virtual. So. That's cool. So look, we've got two minutes, but I have an important question for you. Sure. There, there are some challenges sometimes with, with virtual staff too. What are, what's one or two challenges that you have and how are you dealing with them? Number one was the internet connection um, with sometimes they had bad weather where they're located and the internet wasn't the best. And the second one was um, the telephone. We were using like a Skype or Google telephone voice before. Mm -hmm. uh, and because of the internet connection, some of, especially for the ISAs, it, the sound, the quality wasn't good. So I, so I, I came up with a plan to say, okay, you need to have a backup for your internet. So, and, and thankfully they are think ahead. Um, and they do have a main, like a, you know, internet access. And then also they have like a wireless, uh, hotspot they also have with them so they always have a backup that's a requirement for me and that's the other thing once you hire you can put requirements also said i want these people to have certain like equipment for in order to work for me and they do send you proof of what the equipment they have so that was one of them i said i want people to have backup internet you know just for that and the other one the telephone that was more on me so i went ahead and and put a ring central system in place so that they can make phone calls and the quality of the the voice uh actually improved 
very well. I mean, compared to Skype or the other ones, I'm not saying they're bad. These are just more Ring Central is a little bit more professional, um, and and you can create a, this just phone tree and so on. So that's those were the two biggest challenges that I had. Uh, and again, trial and error, right? We just try, let's try Skype and then we try this. And then I said, well, why don't we try it Ring Central? And the same with the internet. So there were challenges. It wasn't easy. Uh, but I think once once or t- once you go through the first two, three assistants and you figure out what you want, that's mm-hmm. when you really will come up with like a, a minimum requirements for the next one. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I definitely agree. Well, I think we need a part two to this. So hey, just let me know. <laughs> we're gonna have to do it. Robert, do you speak another language or no? I speak Spanish. Yeah, I'm originally, I was born in El Salvador. Uh, that's where I was born and came to the States back in 2000 and uh, did some random things prior to being in real estate. And in 2003, that's when I decided to jump into real estate. And right. there is a large Hispanic population here in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, particularly from my country. What area? Uh, where, where in D.C.? like around Silver Spring area, um, you know, parts of Washington, D.C. Like they have Fairfax. good Salvadorian food there? Oh, yeah, man. The, the best. One of the best Salvadorian foods around here, man. If you, you never try pupusas. That's Oh, man. I, I love pupusas. And you know what? When I went to D.C., there was a place that was like a restaurant like it's from El Salvador. I was like, what? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So we went in. We had some pupusas there. So I, I also speak Spanish. So I'm like, definitely go. Cuando estaba chiquito, mis papás, hey, hay que agarrar pupusas aquí. So, I know, I know. Well, next time you're in town, give me a buzz and I'll take it to the best places for pupusas, yeah. man. You you won't you won't regret it. It might be the next Carrie Scholl event, so I'll let you know. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Hey, I'm I'm there, so let me know. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on. I appreciate it. And let's do a part two to this. Okay, thank you. I appreciate everybody. Have a good day. Good job, man. Great job. Keep on growing. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you, guys. I just had a great conversation with Pavel about creating content to scale your business. Click the link, check it out. Click the link below. Again, I highly adore Virtue Desk. If you're gonna save time, money, and resources, click the link down below. Click on the link down below. How to make your brand stand out in the real estate industry.